one of uh, the ways that you could, you could really look at the, the, the Gospels particularly is just to sort of trace the dynamic between Jesus and the religious leaders of, of his time, the Pharisees, chief priests, and scribes. Because Jesus, of course, is extremely critical of them, as he ought to have been, uh, because of their hypocrisy, because of uh, many things, their corruption. Um, and they're constantly trying to entrap Jesus. And we have such a scene today. Now, the Pharisees don't go to Jesus directly and ask him this question. They actually send some of their own followers, their disciples, you know, which is extremely passive aggressive, right? Passive aggressive, being aggressive is just to, to go to somebody directly. Um, well, it could be just assertive, but passive aggressive is you're too afraid of the confrontation yourself, so you send somebody else. It's cowardly. It's cowardly. And that's what the Pharisees do. So they send their disciples. And what is the trap? All right, well, this is the trap. Remember that at this time, uh, Rome, you know, the, the, the Roman uh, uh, Empire pretty much controls all of, uh, well, you know, most of, of Europe, certainly Southern Europe, all around the Mediterranean. And so they um, have occupied Israel. So there's a foreign government in place and the Israelites have to pay a census tax to this government. They have to pay it to Caesar. Uh, they have to help support uh, the Roman Empire just like all of the subjects of the Roman Empire. And as you can imagine, they don't like to pay taxes. I mean, Nobody likes to pay taxes to their own government, let alone having to pay taxes to a foreign government who is occupying you. So the, the hatred, right, the resentment about this tax. So somebody has to pay this tax. It's not just the fact that they got to pay a tax. It's, it's also that they're, they're using money that has the image of the foreign ruler on it. Caesar has his image, right, actually... Uh, you know, melted into the metal, right? So that it's imprinted right there. So every time, you know, they're, they're paying the, the census tax, there's probably this no doubt resentment, but also a, a feeling of, you know, why do I have to keep paying this? Like, almost like, why should I, am I betraying my own country, you know, by paying this tax? So the people hated it. This would be a huge point of contention. And remember that all of Israel was waiting for the Messiah and they thought that he would be a political leader. They thought he was going to overthrow uh, the Roman Empire, at least get them out of the area so that Israel could prosper again, just like with, you know, King David, uh, with their own king. All right, so that's the one on the one side. If Jesus says, yeah, pay the the temple, the, the census tax. What happens potentially is all of those people, all of the Israelites who are following him, see him as sort of a turncoat, you know, see, see him as somebody who's betraying Israel. So on one hand, if he says, yes, pay it, the, the Pharisees are trying to turn the people against Jesus. But if he says, don't pay it, right, don't pay it, well, then Jesus becomes a sort of uh, you know, uh, somebody who's inciting rebellion against the occupying state, right? Somebody who's basically saying to all of the people, 
rise up in rebellion, or at least in some kind of rebellion, and don't pay this tax. And so he becomes an enemy of the Roman Empire. So the Pharisees think, well, we can, this, we're going we're gonna to trap him. Either way, he's going to lose influence. So we, we know the answer, right? And, and we know why it, I suppose we know why it makes, it resolves the situation and doesn't feed into the trap, which is that Jesus clearly recognizes that there are, this is sort of the common interpretation. Jesus recognizes that there are, you know, duties to the state and duties to God, and so we should, but that's kind of lame. It's just lame. That's not good enough. It's not good enough. I mean, it's, it's kind of true. You know, you got to be a good citizen. I mean, that is true. <laughs> that's just kind of true. That is true. But there's something deeper here. There's something deeper than just merely, yeah, pay the taxes, be a good citizen, but be a good Christian. It's, it's not that kind of clear sort of dichotomy. You know, Jesus takes the coin and he, he looks at the, and he knows whose inscription and whose face it is. And so he asks, well, whose image, whose inscription? Well, it's Caesar. Caesar, as a, as a way to manifest the power that he had, would imprint money with his own face <laughs> and have it inscribed. And then his subjects would have to use that monetary, those monetary units and actually right, pay it back. It was a constant reminder of the authority of Caesar, who also thought of himself in, in sort of divine qualities. But you know, Caesar could only impress his image on metal. Or he could, uh, you know, he could make a statue to himself. He could impress his image in marble. He could only impress his image in a physical thing. But God impresses him, his image on our souls. He impresses his image on that which is not material and that which is eternal. Caesar's going to die. The Roman Empire is going to fall in about 400 years, a little bit longer, about 400 years, depending on how you historically if Rome really transferred to the Eastern Empire. But anyway, let's not get into that. That doesn't matter. None of you care. So the, the point is that it's all going to fall because it's earthly. That's the point. You know, governments fall, rulers fall. Power is limited in this life. And those in power think that it's greater than perhaps it really is. And they, they get fueled by that power. Jesus looks at a coin and, and sees eternity thinks of eternity and says Caesar's going to die and Jesus himself is going to judge him. But God is going to imprint his image on every person's soul who is baptized. And while that person will die physically, they will not die spiritually if they're with him in heaven. That is a power that Caesar doesn't have. That is a power greater than any man. It's a power only God can have. And the reason he imprints his image on our soul is because he's drawing us deeper and deeper into himself, into his image. 
This is what he wants for us so that we share in the very life that he shares in as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Please stand.